0: Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success and I say good morning because it is 6:30 uh, at the moment as I'm setting up to record this interview with uh, my guest today who hails from New South Wales in Australia. So we had to uh, we had to organize it so I get up early, she stays up later and uh, so, so we can catch up each other with our, with our respective time differences. And oh my God, it's beautiful in the mornings at the moment. It's, uh, it's June the 21st today as I record this and it's the first day of summer and of course the longest day of the year, which is fantastic because I'm normally up at 5.30 anyway and I can, at this time of year, I can get up, I can get out with the dogs before the bugs come out and, and then come back and perhaps go for a run, go for a bike ride and then go for a swim which is, is is that actually the highlight of my year for for the 10 weeks or so that the water's really warm enough to to go for um to go for an early morning swim and uh, I can't explain how magical it is just to get into this cool I say cool it's actually the water is pretty warm right now it's in, it's it's a river but it's incredibly clear. We can see right to the other side of the river on the bottom of the water. Now, sadly, that's that's mostly due to zebra mussels that have, um, you know, taken out um, the gunk that's usually living in river water. But uh, but the benefit is is that it is beautifully clear uh, for swimming, and I can swim. You know, five hundred meters up to a kilometer up the river and back again. And, and just to hear the birds and perhaps see a deer or a loon, uh, it's, it's pretty idyllic, I have to say. Um, but I forwent that this morning, uh, so I could uh, interview Diane. And this is as part of the sort of theme we've had running this, uh, this month of June, um, which is about niche marketing about attracting the right kinds of guests to your property, uh, how to to find your niche, how to create your uh, offering, your product to suit that niche, and how to make your guests incredibly happy with what they've chosen. And Diane Denton has a very unique niche, one that we don't see very often, So I want, and uh, Diane is a member of our Vacation Rental Formula. So we've, we've heard a lot about her New South Wales property. And I really wanted to get her on the show and have her share with you how she does this. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Diane Denton. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today Diane Denton from Seahorse Diamond Beach, in uh, New South Wales, Australia. Absolutely, just such a pleasure to speak with you, Diane. I know the connection we have here today is not the greatest, but we're going to work through the best we can because I know there's some great content coming here. So uh, somehow we'll get this worked (laughs) out. So uh, good morning from Canada and um, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very thrilled to be here. Pleased you've asked me. Well, we've we've I've seen so much that you've been posting on the vacation rental formula Facebook page, and I know you've got a lot of contributions from people from around the world, um, and and it, it, it's just great to have that that community. But even better to actually be able to talk to you and talk to you about your particular niche that uh, that you have going on there. So. Diane, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the vacation rental business in the first place.
1: Well, it was a long story. It was something my husband had wanted to do for a long time. Um, he always thought that there was a, a niche market for holidays with your horse and I wasn't interested. We had the kids at home and it was, you know, life was busy and then chance conspires to put you in these um, situations and to meet people and that was exactly what happened you know, in in early 2013, um, our youngest son had gone off to uni and we were empty nesting and I had a chance meeting with some people that had a uh, just magnificent holiday house probably about an hour from where we are here and we were talking about it and literally it was that conversation that I said to my husband afterwards, I went, we could do this. And he went, well, I've been telling you that. So, um we went for it and um chris is a builder and so we utilized his skills and did some major renovation work on the house and um so from uh february 2013 with that conversation and we had a few more conversations with these people in the meantime our first guests came in in uh, december that year so the horse facilities were mostly all in place because i'm a horse person anyway and have my own horses so that was easy but the um, the renos on the house took fair, uh, a fair amount of doing.
0: Had you had the house
1: for a long time? Uh yeah, we've been in the house. We'd probably been in the house about twelve years. But what we'd done was it was an old it was an old place, and we'd just worked on it along the line. And we'd got to a point about oh, eight years prior that we'd got to a point that we could shut a door on the mess and the and the. <laughs> The unrenovated part and we just couldn't face it anymore and we just shut the door and left it. And then this really obviously pushed us to get uh, the place finished and that's actually one of the major benefits that's come out of the whole thing is that we have this absolutely magnificent house, house that we just adore that is exactly as we would ever wanted it. We would never have stretched this far to have done all these wonderful things on it just for us. You know, it, that might sound odd, but, you know, it, it's definitely the case. We've done this and we've done that and, we've you know, we do all those lovely things that we always thought would be wonderful. Um, it gave us that real impetus to do it for.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. And I, I see that a lot with some of my clients up here in, uh, in Ontario, for, for those who've had cottages for years and years and, and have in, been in exactly the same situation. And then suddenly they think, well, we could rent this out. And it really gives them the motivation to do all those yes. things that have been set, on, set aside for, for, for so many years. So, so just give us an indication of, you know, for, for those people who are not familiar with your neck of the woods, where the location oh. is and, um, and, and how far it is from, from Sydney.
1: Okay, well, we're based um, in a little village called Diamond Beach, which is uh, three hours up the highway from Sydney. It's an easy drive we're, we're on the uh, mid north coast of new south wales so sydney's 3 hours newcastle is 2 hours away it's an easy drive up the highway
0: and and the other thing i want to ask you you mentioned you know you've mentioned horses you've got the background in in horses, you, you, you run a company that's involved in the sort of gear that you wear when you ride horses, which I found absolutely fascinating. So I'll be putting a link to your company on the show notes so people can actually see what you do. Can you just expand a little bit on, on the niche that you have? Because it's a really unusual one. You know, we have, we've, On your website, you say the ultimate pet-friendly beach house. But you are, you take it one stage further and it's pet friendly for dogs and horses. So, so for that niche, for the people that want to bring a horse on vacation with them, what is it that you offer them? We offer them the complete package. The property is set up for horses.
1: It's six acres, 800 metres from the beach where the whole family can come which includes all the four-legged members as well. We're the only place in, certainly in New South Wales and quite possibly the majority of Australia, that you can actually come, bring your horse with you. Uh, The horse can stay in comfort with all the horse-suitable facilities, stables, fencing, paddocks, that sort of thing, and you can stay in comfort. You know, I've spent many a night sleeping in the horse float at uh, events and away camping and things like that. And you can go and sleep in your float or go and sleep in a tin shed out in the, out in the bush somewhere. But there's nowhere you can go where you can go and you can jo- enjoy all the luxuries, a pool, you know, beautiful accommodation, just near the beach, all the niceties of life and have your horse with you. So for my husband, who is not horsey at all, Um, he could come, it was like, well, let's, you know, we can sort of design something that suited us, the whole family. You know, for me, to go away on holidays without the horses is like, oh, I just want to get home to the horses and play with them. And so we could take them with it. So I could have the benefit of the horses. He could have the benefit of the surf and the beach and all of that. The kids have got the room to play. And it combines... The, the whole package, there's something for everybody and there is nowhere else that you can go and take your horses like that uh, and particularly in such easy drive from Sydney. Sydney's our main target market. There's about oh, there's 6 million people in Sydney these days um, and looking for places to go. There's a big horse population particularly on the north side of Sydney um, which is ideal for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's sort of part of the the theme that I've you know had for this month talking about niche marketing and avatars. You know the the the, the persona that you um, can identify with as a vacation rental owner because we we can all do this one size fits all um, approach, but it's, it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. Some of it's going to stick, and some of it's not. Um, so it, knowing exactly who that target market is makes it so much easier now i'm just looking at your um, page on the website beach holidays with your horse which is so specifically targeted to to those people that you were just talking about um and i and i was, I was looking at it and thought well if i had a horse what a fabulous fabulous yeah. opportunity it is you know i've got two spacious acres for my horse to run roll and play in i've got water bins um and solid concrete feed tubs ready for your, ready for my horse to use it's it's like you know taking my horse to somewhere where people know what I want and are tailoring it exactly for me exactly
1: and you know i get I get um, people say they comment on the fact that there's lights in the stables you know, and I can really relate to that because. You know when you're when you've got your horse on adjustment, and and most of the people that come here do have their horses on adjustment, or they're kept in stables away from their uh, own primary house that they're not living with their horses. And then when they're out feeding at night, they're doing it with a torch or with a headlamp on their helmet. And so to be able to flick a switch that there's lights, people just drool over just <laughs> that one fact. You know, it's a simple thing, and the unhorsy people go, "Really, it's lights," but. You know, it's sort of like that communication mental telepathy between me and the horse I know And you go, yeah, we know, we're talking the same <laughs> language sort of thing, you know. And, and the, the other really big thing is that my whole life living up here, we, I would get asked, do you ride on the beach? Do you ride on the beach? And I love riding on the beach. It is always a thrill. It gives me the shivers, you know, it's so good and it 's on the top of just about every horse owner I've ever known's bucket list to ride on the beach and so this gives both a great holiday and they get to tick the bucket list
0: yeah you you made a video recently and um, which I just loved again i 'm going to put a link to the video on the show notes uh, and that highlights and features of sorry, features all the highlights of a vacation at uh, seahorse and yep. that very first um, Segment is the the rider and the horse on the beach, and and that gave me tingles. And as I say, you yeah. know, I'm I've, I've, I've never ridden a horse in my life, but it, it was just wow. That has yeah. to be the um the trigger that's going to to get people to say, I want to be here. Uh, i want going to be yes. there at all costs. Yes, yes, literally. Yeah. So let, let, let's just move on to that video because um, we're going to come back and touch on all sorts of marketing. But the 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 video I know you had professionally done. Um yes. so, so what were the steps that went into producing it, and and how effective has it been for you?
1: The video has been just brilliant. Um, it was um, we'd sort of sort of manoeuvred around it a little bit, but. I, you know, I'd been doing a lot of reading, and I'd be listening to your podcasts and people talking about videos and the importance and how effective they were, and the opportunity to come came up to work with um, Rick Bushell from Video Connect, who's actually a local up here, and um, so I jumped at it, and it it was great. Rick, Rick was really easy to work with, and I was very particular in what I wanted. Uh, in the case of it had to be perfect blue sky. I did. I had done research beforehand and I was looking at other videos online and there really wasn't that many, particularly in Australia, and all the ones I saw were pretty ordinary. They didn't inspire me to do anything. Um, but the overriding factor that came through was they were showing these holiday houses and they'd just done it on the day that they'd organised and not one of them had bright blue sky or beautiful water. And so that I was really specific about that. It had to be on a day that was a perfect day, you know, bright blue sky, sparkly water, really low tide um, and without um, a lot of seaweed on the beach. And we literally, from the time we said, yes, we'll do this video and was you know had been speaking with him, I think we waited nearly two months to get exactly the right day. Mm-hmm. And then it all just came together in one shoot.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Because I I suppose you could also have have done different shots on different days just to come and do the outdoor shots on one day and and the the indoors on another. But uh, I I do appreciate exactly what you're saying about doing it on the right day. And, you know, this goes for photography too, because I see so many um, listings where photographs have been taken on a dull day um, because, you know, I guess it just happened to be that, you know, the other day we were going to take the photographs, and and it was like that. But it it that that blue sky and sparkling water yeah. is is a magnet. So so yeah, I no yeah. one wants to go
1: away to a um a, a beach location where it's
0: got grey days. No, even even when you know that there are going to be grey days, but you yeah. you have this vision in your head of of what the best day is is going to be. Um, so what about the script for the video did you Did you do that in advance? did Did you do your own um layout of the video how how you felt it was going to run together or or was that done by Rick?
1: Mostly done by Rick, but with our, we sat down and then worked with him, but he did the,
0: the, the, the how it flowed.
1: Um, we worked on the uh, script, and it's actually Chris and I speaking the script. Uh, flew by the seat of our pants, which is fairly standard. Um, we went, we couldn't work out what words to use to, to go when we did the voiceover. So we just sort of sat down and talked it and said, well, you know, what would we like to say or like to know if it were us? And so we just went from there.
0: Yeah. I think that's often the best way because you came across as really natural. Um, it, uh, it, it, it didn't feel stilted. It was just like two passionate owners who love what they do. And and that comes out of the um, that that comes out of the of of the sound part of the video. I mean, the the the, oh, the the visuals are great, the sound is great, and it all comes together as as one really good package. So, what a, do you get feedback on the video from your from your guests? Absolutely, I get stopped in the
1: street about it. Um, when when it first launched um, through, I launched it through Facebook, and I. I, did, I really pushed it out as hard as I possibly could to maximise it. It just blew people away, you know, and uh, actually last weekend I was at a horse event up the road about an hour away and someone stopped me and said, I saw your video, you were doing such great things, it's just awesome, you know. And it was just that was just, a, you know, sort of just somebody that I saw there that I, you know, sort of knew and they just wanted to let me know and I said, yeah, I know, it looks great, doesn't it? I'd love to go there one day. So... <laughs> It um it was cool. It's cool. So so you work with a professional. Was it worth the investment? Absolutely. So we're we in the fortunate position that um uh, he was just starting out. So um we the arrangements we we made were we were very we were good to each other. You might say. Mm-hmm. Um, would we have been able to invest that amount at the beginning? That I know he's charging now is probably not because we didn't know that we wouldn't have known what the impact was now knowing what i know we'll probably we might even do a dog specific one who knows
0: yeah that's that's a great segue actually diane because when we're talking about niche marketing if i go back to the, to the home page of your website you've actually yep. got three i mean to me this is a um just looking from a from a guest perspective i don't have a horse am I going to be comfortable there or is it just for people with horses? And I look at the front page and it, no, because it's, it's, you're, you're addressing three different personas, the people who are bringing horses, those who are bringing dogs and just want to um, run along the beach with the dog. And then the third one is those perhaps who have neither and just want the relaxed beach accommodation. Is, is that, is, is, was that your intention? Absolutely, yeah. I, I've had this argument before from people who say, "Well, if I have just one persona, one person I target, I'm missing some others who would really enjoy it, perhaps at different times of the year." And and this is this is a great example of of laying it out. So there's a paragraph really reaching each of those personas. So I mean, for those who don't have a horse but who have pets, and I am. A very strong advocate of being pet friendly um, i've said it over and over again that I would far rather have pets in my property than <laughs> than children <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have a couple of uh, i have I have two small grandchildren and and they create absolute havoc in in my house after three hours and I have two dogs, <laughs> and you would never know that they're around so yeah. so yeah and and the you know, Just here in our North American population, in the US, 63% of, of, of the population have a pet, have a dog. I think have a dog, have a pet. I, I, yeah, I think it's probably have a pet. Um, but in general, they're dogs and people want to bring them on vacation. They don't want to, uh, particularly when they're going somewhere with a beach. So do you find that the majority of your guests do have um, a pet if they don't have a horse? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, they and and is 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 the pet owning population in um in Australia or New South Wales a, a, as high as that in the US do you think? Um I'm not sure but I couldn't see why it wouldn't be. You know, we've certainly got
1: in Australia generally plenty of dog friendly beaches and things like that and the the quantity of dog friendly cafes um and facilities like that is increasing all the time. So I imagine it's much the same.
0: Yeah. So let, let's move on a bit to um, to actually – you've got the video for marketing. What else do you do for marketing? What other marketing strategies do you, do, to, do you use to attract these, these target audiences?
1: Yeah. When we first launched in um, November 13, we launched at a big um, horse event called Equitana in Sydney. Now, it's the uh, most major possible horse expo or exhibition that you can get in Australia – uh, it's probably, compared to an American one, it's probably small, but in Australia it's big time. And we launched at Sydney in that. And so that was a huge launch base for us. We got a huge amount of exposure of that, um, started our, building our um, database from that moment. And so that's been uh, the jump-off point, if you like. We, I then set, a, I set up a video and a Facebook page from the word Go to develop those and um, the brochures. So they're the main ones it's yeah facebook website video it's all those
0: p- touches you know yeah. it's that continual making contact um so you mentioned brochures did you are they print brochures yep, yep. flyers
1: that um i distribute go we, we've done quite a lot of um horse events going to things like um horse shows and camp drafts and endurance rides things like that um The tie-in with the sort of people that are coming here, when I say sort of people, I mean the type of horse-specific people that are coming here that they have certain horse interests um, and they're coming here happily. They're often the same sort of interests that I have, so I get to combine, you know, work with fun things, (laughs) which is good. It's a matter of getting out there and talking to people and handing the brochures out and leaving them at salaries and produce stores and any um, marketing on a shoestring that I can think of I'll be in it.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's uh, again it it, it come, just comes back to knowing who your target market is and how to find them. Because not everybody's going to have their target market that they can go out and find as you do at events, but uh, you know if if you're tar- knowing your target markets on Facebook and having said that I'm on your facebook page at the moment um and just just on the you know let, let, let just just the facebook um banner at the top which is people on a beach on horses that's that's an in, an initial uh draw into it i'm quite sure but and you've got your video up there as well can can you do um pinned posts on facebook like you can on um, that video
1: is that video is pinned at the
0: top. Okay, I didn't know you could do the sort of pin post like you could like like you can do on Twitter. So anybody coming in is going to immediately see that um, that video. That's what they start with, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the the photo
1: banner you're talking about there—that's a couple of our guests from a couple of weeks ago. So I, I try to work Facebook fairly well. What I call um, regularly. Um, you know, three four posts uh, a week, and I'm constantly uh, replying to people and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just just scrolling through it and seeing that the uh, you know, the engagement that that you have with uh, with people, and also what what you're posting. And I'll encourage anybody to go over and just take a look at at Diane's Facebook page because it it um, incorporates all sorts of different types of posts I love the one where you said we've welcomed some people into Seahorse Diamond Beach this weekend their son Matty is playing in the Maitland under 14 representative rugby league side and you've got a photo of that team and that's a really I think that's such a creative way of highlighting something that's local and also highlighting your your guests too because they absolutely love that
1: yes that's right yeah and certainly if they've posted photos up there, then I'll, you know, try and promote those as well. So uh, so, so, do you have a strategy for Facebook? I'd love to say or think that I was that organised, but no, I'm not. I try to interact with a lot of pages um, and if I can um, post on it or comment on, you know, there might be trail riding groups down, you know, a couple of hours away that you know, sort of one of our target personas that would come here. And so I try to keep in contact with different people that way. Um, and I encourage our guests, of course, to post on there and just whatever sounds or thinks like a good thing on that particular night um, is what I do, Heather.
0: I, I, I like <laughs> the idea that you're, you're actually going beyond your Facebook page and posting on other pages and... Targeting groups in places that they hang out—I think that's that, thats fantastic—and it's something that uh, I think some people forget that you can you can do that as long as you're not blatantly advertising, but just get in and engage with people. You mentioned um, you were writing a submission for tourism oh. awards. Could <laughs> you? Oh, said- <laughs> sucker punishment! Oh, I tell you, oh, dreadful. Well, you started uh. out by started out by saying that you know you're you're the the only one in your area and possibly the only um uh, niche of this kind in australia so i can see that this could be something that uh, that you should probably be awarded for but tell us tell us what this submission is is about what the award is and um what's involved in it
1: oh the amount of work is just ridiculous um uh, but I'm too far into it now to let go. So being stubborn as I am, that I'll continue it until the end. <laughs> Basically, the New South Wales Tourism Awards, um, they highlight and recognise the category we're in is for um, excellence in tourism and hospitality. That's what we'll be um, entering. And so there's a whole there's a list of questions that you have to answer and show how you meet those criteria and it's based on a um, point system of how many you get. So it's, you know, on the surface it all looks relatively easy. Oh, I can do that, says I. And, um, and then you get into it and it's really quite deep and, you know, you've really got to think about these things. On saying that, it really does make you look at your business and think about what you're doing and what you have been doing and it's surprising how much you do... Um, address a lot of the criteria just generally in your day-to-day marketing and business practices. Um, so, from that perspective of it, it's a really good review. I'm appreciative of that.
0: When, when I looked at it, I looked. Um, I, I went into the New South Wales tourism site and looked at the criteria, uh, and the, yeah. what that's what immediately struck me that anybody, anywhere, could actually go in and and pull out those criteria. And actually use it to create a blueprint because that's what that's what you're just just by doing that exercise it's like a blueprint of how to run your business I suppose it is yeah it's
1: a, it's also really interesting how much improvement you can see and you think, "Oh, oh, we could do that, oh we're not doing that, we should be doing that or and it's just that it's the fine tuning that it really becomes apparent it's it's been very interesting in that way, so you know i can I can acknowledge the benefits of it. Um, will I go again? <laughs> Don't
0: know about that one. <laughs> so, so what would be what would be the benefit to you if you were to win the win an award? Oh, it would be
1: great. It gives great uh, credibility, um, both in the eyes of the general public to see an award, particularly a gold award on um, lit- on literature and paperwork, and pr- as a promotional tool, and also gives you exposure. Uh, the tourism awards. Um, are linked very heavily with um, tourism uh, newspapers and journals and things like that and so you they get access to all that information and you to them um, i can say just off the thing about 20 years ago we did one win one for another business that we had at the time so i i am sort of aware of what we're going into there
0: <laughs> i i think it's as you say, it's challenging. It's time-consuming, um, but it's uh, it, it's certainly an opportunity. I think for for anyone who who runs a business that perhaps has um, some unique aspect, or or they feel that they're they're running yeah. it in a better way than anybody else, to search out yeah. something that may be um, on offer—a tourism award or, or some other community local business award. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. I, look, I do actually
0: strongly recommend it because
1: it does give you a real point of difference to your um, uh, people in your same niche. Not that we have it with, with the horses, but it's another reason for someone to say, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, no, we'll, that one must be that bit better, you know. So I would recommend it.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and, and this is it. When you're, you're perhaps not in this situation because your place is, is, is so unique. But yeah. for others who are thinking about how to differentiate how to how to make their stand out from the rest, this could be yes. a, a great opportunity fantastic so i've I know I hear on on the grapevine or on the Facebook page that you're thinking yeah. about the next one the next property. We are. so yes we are Tell us a little bit about that one then
1: well it'll be a uh, not totally different but quite different to what we've got here here we're on six acres and it's you know, we've got Rainforest Creek and, you know, pool and ocean views and the whole shebang. Um, the next property is uh, down in the village of Diamond Beach and it will be just a smaller, a small house. It'll be styled in marine style. Um, we've got My husband also used to be a professional fisherman, so we've got lots of original, authentic styling pieces, you might say. Um, And so it will be just a smaller house to be able to cater to a couple, you know, two or four people that are staying. Seahorse now is anywhere from between two to 12 people. Well, this Seafarers is going to be um, the smaller, lower price point property, but it's still only a six-minute level walk to the beach as well. So it has all of that. Um, closeness and proximity to the beach. So, so you're going with Seafarer's Cottage, are you?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I appreciate everybody's uh,
0: input on that. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I think uh, anybody naming a property uh, will always get lots of input because uh, it's yeah. it, it, it's it's just a fun thing to do. I love that connection with your husband having the uh, you know having having the seafaring um, background too. So yes. so that's, yes. that that sort of begins to create your, your brand, It's the authenticity I of it, I suppose, yeah. yeah. So what do you find is the most challenging part of running a business like this?
1: Absolutely, the time management. Finding enough – as I said, I've got a number of uh, juggling balls in the air at the time and uh, the time management is the hugest thing for me. Um, Chris would say it's vetting the clients, uh, making sure that we uh, – um, Seahorse is the be- best fit for their needs and vice versa. So they're the two biggies for us.
0: That, that takes me to, to something else, actually. So, so you you've, you've, you say vetting the clients, we might call it screening, um, yep. or really it's a matching, it's a matching Match, game. Matching's a better term, yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's a matching game. So So yep. how do you do that and how does that tie in to the the, the current trend of people wanting to book now without talking to an owner? We won't do that at all, out of the question.
1: Chris, Chris deals with every inquiry and he matches their inquiries to our, um, you know, what we feel is best for us and our property. And he does a really good job of it. Um, as I said, we're not interested in any way with of, of instant booking because – You lose that control. For a start, not only do you lose the control but you lose the personal contact Mm. and the personal contact is something that we start from that initial inquiry and it goes right through to us meeting each group of guests that come in Um, and I think it's invaluable, you know, for A, people. I think it enhances people's holiday but it also... It it sets the tone for the whole thing. It, it get a better understanding that this isn't just some corporate mm-hmm. place that they can just come in. That this is actually somebody's pride and joy, and it's our home, and it's you know it's special, and they're special being allowed in it, sort of thing. So, yeah,
0: yeah, it's uh, that that's really interesting to hear your your take on it because you know we're being pushed at you know, from from every angle to to go into instant booking and and the the big listing sites saying, Well, why do you need to talk to people? They just want to, to mm. press a button and pay the money. And and you know, even as a as a a, um, a rental agency and we manage two hundred plus properties, we still do that matching because what is the point of, of somebody arriving at a property and then finding that it, it's not suitable for them? And yeah. and also for us having people at a property that is, is clearly not suitable for them because they're they're not the um, they're not the guests that that are the right match. So, yeah, I'm I'm completely with you on that. So, yep. but the way you market it, you you have your own website, you have an active Facebook page. W- would you say that those are uh, essential for for doing this type of um, non instant booking um, structure?
1: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, sure. We're you know the phone's on um, Chris's hip all the time, but that's if you like the price you pay. Um, we still use one of the major listing sites. There's no two ways about that, and are working towards minimising that um, level of dependence. Yeah, it's the only way that we'll go. It, it works well for us, um, so we like it.
0: Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. I like it when you say it's the price you pay. It's the cost of doing the business in the way you want to do the business. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, So you've been doing this for a few years now. You've got a lot of experience under your belt. If you were to talk to somebody today who wanted to start a similar business, what are the three most valuable tips you'd give them?
1: Well, it's interesting because I get people occasionally sort of sidle up to me and go, you rent your house out, don't you? You know, (laughs) can I have a talk to you? Yeah, know, sort of go... Yeah, okay. Personally, for me, it's a mind thing. I had to get over the concept that this was my baby, this house, you know. You know, it's our home and it's it's all of that. And I had to get over that mindset of having strangers coming into the house. That was that that big thing. So that was the, the first tip. The other one was, well, there was a couple. Chris and I were discussing it last night. And so there's the mind thing. It's the, um, you need to have the personalisation. That's, that's one of our things, <laughs> betting the guests thoroughly. <laughs> uh, we also have a large security bond that uh, guests have to pay up front. Um, so they have a vested interest in having the property cared for so that they, if you like, they actually have something to lose um, if, yeah, so that works that way.
0: Do you ever do you ever have, um, do you ever have much in the way of um of damage issues?
1: We've only ever had once and it was an accident. We that was that was only once. It could have happened to me or it could have happened it could have happened to anybody. So there was that and we've only ever had one other, one might say, difficult group of people. Where Chris ended up here at three o'clock in the morning um <laughs> having a few words. So and pulling the whole thing into line. So, but overall, in in the three four years we've been doing it, I think that's excellent myself. And it comes down to the vetting.
0: So. Yeah, I think I th- I think you're absolutely right. You know, get the right people in to the property. Mm. Talk to them, meet them. They're happy, you're happy, and there's a there's yeah. that that just builds that trust and you know, set that sense of mutual respect, trust and confidence.
1: Yeah, yeah. That 's right because it 's not like it's 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 not at all like it's a bland hotel room where it's you're just turning over we don 't want to be like that, and the property is not designed or styled or anything it, it's just, this is you know our home and it's got you know all the the um you know antiques and treasures and artwork and everything else and you walk in and it is very different from many holiday homes that we've stayed in that are very generic and fairly sterile and nondescript. Mm -hmm. You walk in here and it's like, oh, look at that, oh, look at that. And we constantly get comment on that, you know, that it's interesting and there's always something different to look at whether it's here or in the garden and that sort of thing. And we really like that and certainly seafarers will be the same. But um, that's another point of difference for people and it gives people... um, they can see it's somebody's
0: yeah ab- absolutely yep. i'm I'm one hundred percent with you on that. I stay in a lot of vacation rentals that the bland ones they they're just like you know i don't want to go into another no hotel, hotel room that's... look alike. i don't necessarily want to see a mass of family photographs everywhere but uh, but it's, it's things around the walls that show the that the owners have had their own design input into it, it just makes such a difference. Yes. And I know this is not, um, you know, if, if you've got an urban rental that rents to business people all the time, perhaps that's not as important, but certainly for something that's so unique as your place, I think, uh, I think you've just, you've just got it so right. Diane, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, you know, I've been wanting to do this for ages every time. I, and I do come back, as you can tell, I come back to your website over and over again. I can't wait to see the new website for the new cottage. Um, and I'm sure there will be one. Yes. <laughs> uh, over, yeah. over time when you manage to juggle that uh, that time. So I'm going to be putting a ton of um, links into the show notes to yep. your website, the video, the Facebook page, um, your Muddy Creek rain gear site as Thank well. You. And there was something else I was going to put in there as well. I'll remember it when I get around to doing it. I'm going to put a, a link to the uh, award submission criteria so people can see what you're going through. What was the um, the category again? Excellence in tourism. Okay, so I'll put a, a link to that because I, I, I found those um, I found those criteria quite uh, quite interesting. So, yes. you know, congratulations to you on... Everything you do you, you 're you're, you're just a shining example of of what this business is really about it 's about the people, not just about the property and it 's about the love and the passion that you put into it. so many congratulations on on that and it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you
1: well, thanks so much heather it's been a delight to talk to you and i've been listening to the pot your podcasts. For so long and uh, tonight when I was driving home I was listening to you and <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I'm always hearing something new thinking, oh, yeah, I could do that. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And they've been a real source of, well, encouragement and feeling like somebody's got your back, you know, um, that support.
0: Oh, well, so. well, well, thank you. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful community of, of, of people um, as, as you found in that, in that Facebook group and, and every other Facebook group I come across and every time I get together with Vacation Rental Owners, it's an most amazing sharing community. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. and lots, everybody has so much support for each other. So long may that last. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> we, we will be in touch on the, um, on the Facebook group and, um, cool. and hopefully talk again sometime soon. That'll be great. Thanks, Hope Taylor. Lovely to talk to you. What a great interview that was. And I, I just love it. I just love talking to people from around the world and, and having that, uh, that conversation with Diane when she's, she's talking about her website and her Facebook page and doing a video. You just realize that it, regardless of where we are in the world, we all, you know, if you do it right... We can all follow this exact model and uh, and achieve that same kind of success. And you may not have a, you may not have horses or stables or the beach where your horses can run on. But every property, every single property, has its uniqueness, and you just need to find that niche, that unique feature or amenity or even something in the area that stands your property apart from the rest and then focus on that. And then create your persona, your target audience, uh, those people that want to come and and partake in what you have on offer to to enjoy the product that you're packaging so specially for them. So Diane made some great points, you know, great points about vetting, screening, matching, whatever you want to call it, how important that is to her. And and I know, you know, I'm preaching to the converted here. This my audience out there, we're not the we're not the instant booking is all type of owner. And and we are a movement. We are a a specific sector of this industry. That is going to remain, regardless of how we're pushed into Book It Now and um, being told that that's what everybody wants. There are many, many groups of people out there who don't want that, who want to talk to the owners, who want to, to get the flavor of the locality and the experience that the owners have in that locality. So long may it last I really encourage you to go on over to the show notes and ask Diane uh, anything. She said that she'll um, she'll come into the comment section and and reply to to anybody who asks. I also encourage you, really do, to go and have a look at um, at that uh, criteria for the New South Wales Tourism Board awards because it would be a I, I'm going to be looking at that as an exercise in, in creating a business plan. If you're, if you're thinking about starting out in this business, have a look at those criteria because each and every one of those is like a step-by-step process into creating a really successful business. So go on over there and you can download that, uh, that PDF. Okay, that's it for uh, another week. I'm sort of ready to hit my day now, uh, wide awake and uh, looking out over sparkling water and blue sky and it's just pretty gorgeous here. So thank you once again, as ever, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to be in your headset or in your car or on your walk uh, as ever and and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, send me an email at Heather at CottageBlogger.com and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. Uh if you've got any ideas on um future topics and uh you know your thoughts in general. That would be great to hear from you. So thank you once again for being with me and I'll be with you again next week
1: this episode of vacation rental
0: success is over but don't worry heather will be back soon want more great resources visit cottageblogger.com for tips tricks downloads and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business